0: Sony Music has released the original score for Death Stranding with music by Ludwig Forcell. The album, which features music from the genre-defying action-adventure game, was created by the legendary Hideo Kojima. Released by Sony Interactive, Death Stranding is available for PlayStation 4, and composer Ludwig Forcell is here with us to discuss the game and the soundtrack. Hi Ludwig, thanks for joining us on the podcast.
1: Hey Max, thanks for having me.
0: Death Stranding is set in a not-too-distant post-apocalyptic future and follows the player Sam Bridges who must journey across a ravaged landscape of otherworldly threats to save mankind. To create this soundscape, your score mixes alien sounds sampled from everyday items, synths, as well as live strings and voice. Can you talk about the process of putting together a score which is in part notes on a staff and part sound design?
1: To put together a score like the one for Death Stranding, you really have to go into what it was for us to even start out making the game and creating our new company, the new Kojima Productions. It really went down to us finding ourselves while finding the game. It really just started out super simple. Hideo came up to me with this soundtrack for the movie, It Follows, and he wanted a synth based soundtrack, so that's where I started out.
0: and the arc of the soundtrack to match the game which is filled with terrifying creatures.
1: I started researching synths and while we were literally building our studio, I got a chance to look at a few synths, got a bunch of uh, hardware synths to get me started. However, with this new world, as we were like kind of discovering it, I think me and the rest of the studio, I found there are more parts to add to that mix and the palette evolved, uh, the music evolved thusly. So, I wanted to kind of convey this sense of opposite things being combined. So, using the synths along with more traditional instruments and gluing those together, I used these like mundane, ordinary tools or trinkets that you'll find in any household and added that to the whole. It really worked in a both conceptual, proof-concept way and in practice. It was a process, maybe taking over two years, kind of figuring that out. It's kind of based on that symbolism and these ideas of chiral. Chiral comes from Greek, which means hand. Your hands are mirror images of each other, but they can't be superimposed on themselves. So I kind of started out just prying things out to see if I could make things that wouldn't make any sense and make you kind of queasy and create this sense of an unsecure feeling that could lead to horror from a new direction that really hasn't been done. I really just wanted to experiment and see what we could figure out in the end and that's really what I want to put forth is that I had a lot of time to experiment and that's how I ended up doing the darker sides of the score and also the brighter, prettier sides of it. It's just experimenting and using these concepts put forth by Hideo.
0: You use natural sounds and synths as well as everyday items. One of the most surprising results you discovered was that small items, things like a paint roller without the brush and a sledgehammer or a frying pan that had a wispy metallic sound were most effective.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting because, you know, we did a two-day session of recording all these mundane, simple things, and I didn't really know what to expect at first. A few of the ideas that we came up with, we came up with on the fly, and I didn't really know exactly how to use them all until I got in the studio and started working on a the track. They ended up being this kind of glue. You'd have a synth sound, and you'd add these a different type of timbre on top of it, and that would glue it into real-life sounds to make it more tangible in a way. So I found that instead of just doing big piano hits on the prepared piano that we did, I really liked those small high-end stuff that you could just kind of meld together with everything else.
0: And in this dark and gritty texture, Kojima wanted to have sounds that felt familiar and real, but through objects that could not be identified.
1: Yeah, I kind of read that as he wanted something using objects in a very foley-esque kind of way. I think Mr. Kojima is a really big fan of good foley and hearing stories how foley was actually used. Where you would never guess where a cool sound originated from. That's the foley artist's domain where they can use whatever to create inspiring, interesting sounds.
0: Then I hear he was particularly fond of chains banging on the floors and the walls.
1: I think that was the concrete idea that he gave me in the very beginning. He was like, can't we use things like chains and oil drums and stuff like that?
0: You mentioned the prepared piano that you used, where you took an upright piano and laid it on its back, put screws in, playing cards in between the strings, duct tape over the dampers, bricks on the sustain pedals.
1: Can you talk about these different customizations? At the beginning, I had no idea what I was doing. It was really Joel Korlitz, who helped out with a lot of the musical sound design and composed a bit of music for the game, who came up with the initial ideas, who brought the playing cards and screws. And we were able to kind of start from there and riff off of that. And that would give me ideas to like bring out this rake and start hitting the belly of the piano. And it was just fun being able to kind of ad lib throughout that process. How often do you get a chance to mistreat a piano? Pitchiness of old sense is something that I think a lot of people have come to enjoy a lot. There's a bunch of plugins that you can use in your DAW that emulate kind of VHS drifting pitch and stuff like that. I just fell in love with that sound. started working when I got my Prophet 6 and started building my own patches for it and I kind of found my own sound. New sounds that I hadn't really heard half percussion-y, half any other libraries. So you actually have a harmonic tone, but the eureka moment for me when finding my own sound for the score is using these synths in a half-percussive, half-harmonic way where they'd clash with the other. So let's go over
0: some of the cues. Probably the most iconic sound to come from the game was Beebe's theme, sung by Jenny Plant.
1: See the sunset,
0: the day is end.
1: How did that song come about? It actually started fairly early in the process, and at that point it wasn't as big of a thing that it ended up being. Mr. Kojima asked me for a lullaby theme for one of the characters in the game to be humming here and there, so didn't know exactly where it'd be used, or no idea it'd be used the way that it ended up being used, but internalized that as we need something that's easy to remember. So I started out with a very simple theme, presented it short version of what ended up being BB's theme and Hideo was fine with it so played the theme numerous times to Mads Mikkelsen so he remember it during his scenes and that's when we started to talk about how we can extend upon this and my idea was as a concept to have the character that Mats Mikkelsen's character is caring for, this mother character, be the person who would sing the full version so I, that's when I started thinking it should be sung by a female artist, a full vocal theme. It's not really the theme for the entire game but it's the theme for the type of emotional journey that you'll have throughout the game. It took some time from having the initial idea down to then extending it into a full track and then going to record strings and then finally recording Jenny's vocals, maybe I'd say a year and a half after having the first theme approved by Mr. Kojima.
0: Once there was an explosion,
1: an obvious one to go to because it's the opening track of the official original score soundtrack, but it's also one of the first cues that was fully fleshed out for the game. I wrote the original cue for our second trailer, which was the first part of music that I'd written for the game that was heard by the public. I was able to, at the same time, cement the overall theme for Death Stranding. It started out as, I'm going to try out a few different things. I had a few ideas in my DAW and ended up tying them into the visuals of this trailer that we were putting together, and, and this one just stuck right away. It's the first time for me actually to have one of the first compositions ever for a project become the main theme for the entire project. So I was super happy to be able to kind of lock that in early on and get that vibe that we're going for with the entire soundtrack. And I kind of had to, because we are putting this out, making a huge deal of this trailer, so I'm really happy with the results. Best score
0: soundtrack at the Game Awards, and you won for best soundtrack at the Titanium Awards. Nice to get that kind of recognition.
1: Yeah, it's been amazing. Just the other day, we won best soundtrack at the Gang Awards. Nominations have been dropping in, and I couldn't be happier, especially having this be our first game as a new studio. We couldn't have asked for any more than we've gotten. I mean, it's been amazing, and we're super happy that people like the game, and obviously I'm super happy that people like the score and and the soundtrack.
0: Ludwig Forsell, congratulations on your original score for Death Stranding, and thanks for joining us on the podcast to discuss it.
1: Thank you very much.